Hey friends, have you tweaked your spring skincare routine yet? This is definitely something to do to reduce things like signs of hyperpigmentation and skin sensitivities. Let's get your skin on your face and body and even your hair, the skin on your scalp, performing better. Join me in my spring skincare tutorials with round two starting now. Join the fun. Learn how to become your own skin pro in seven weeks through seven live lessons. If you can't make it live, that's okay. You can watch the replays as many times as you want at your convenience. In seven weeks, I'm gonna teach you how to master your basic skincare routine with your products, show you exactly how to use them, the order of operations, and also how to include things like facial gua sha, lymphatic drainage, and fascia release of the head and neck. I'm also gonna teach you some strategies for skin cycling around peels and retinols, not only for the face, but also for the arms and the legs and the whole body too. This is the time of year where we're showing a little bit more skin and it's time to tweak the products that you're using so that they're protecting you from photo damage and pigmentation and brown spots and also do some extra heavy lifting at home with your retinols, peels, and dermal rolling. My skincare tutorials is the only place I teach my live dermal rolling lesson on the face, eyelids, lips, neck, chest, hands, arms, and also the elbows and the knees. It's a really great cost-effective way to promote collagen and elastin, reduce pigmentation, as well as fine lines and wrinkles. Join the fun now over at my spring skincare tutorials at theschoolofradiance.com, and I'll see you soon. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. I'm your host, a humble human on a mission, here to help you achieve and receive the best hair, skin, and nails of your life using the latest science-backed processes on reducing our oxidative stress for longevity, as well as what we can do with our skincare that is free of the toxins and gives us the results that we're after, as well as what we can do in clinic. Given my background of providing over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures and international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses and their teams, as well as a researcher. In today's episode, we're gonna talk a little bit more on the behind the scenes of the big beauty industry. What is happening? What's driving things? And what you need to know as both the client and the clinician, because I happen to know there's lots of you clinicians out there that book one-on-ones with me to see how I offer care and then take it into your clinic. And honestly, that warms my heart. So we're going to be sharing some behind the scenes things that I do in an effort to also best support you tuning in to receive my message of slowing aging and being our most beautiful and radiant selves. Today, we have a lovely friend of mine and colleague. We have Christy Lagorg joining us today. She is a marketing consultant and boutique agency owner of Agency MCS Marketing Creative Solutions, who specializes in helping growth-oriented aesthetics clinics. She is known as a secret weapon in the back pocket of rising thought leaders and small to medium-sized businesses. She's helped launch new clinics and position the practitioners behind the brands as a thought leader's in their industry. More than this, she knows the medical aesthetics industry inside out, much like myself, who's also been at the forefront of it. So Christy and I are this really fun, our dynamic duo here to help aesthetic practitioners really get the most out of what they're offering to provide great rejuvenation outcomes in their clinics. And in the show, we're going to be giving some insider insights 
Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us here on the School of Radiance podcast. How are you today? I'm excellent, Rachel. Thanks so, so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So Christy has done some market research for us in what's happening in the medical aesthetics industry, who, what age demographics are looking for what type of rejuvenation procedures, as well as, you know, really how this space is massively expanding and what that can mean for marketing of different, you know, brand new lasers on the market that maybe haven't yet stood the test of time. So what do we need to know? What are some statistics to help guide us in our awareness of the big beauty industry? Yes, Rachel. So the North American medical aesthetics market is over 5 billion valuation currently, and it's expected to grow significantly over the next decade. Non-surgical procedures are at the forefront of this growth, as well as non-surgical treatments for men, which is another fast-growing demographic. What is happening is people have become more confidence in getting these procedures. There's more information out there. And they were really looking at these solutions as before they were maybe only talked about in small groups among women, you know, housewives. It wasn't as mainstream as it is now. When I started working in the industry about 10 years ago, even the language and getting people to share content and before and afters about these procedures was a lot more difficult than it is now. Now it's very mainstream and people are very open to getting these procedures because they see the results that they can deliver. Yeah. And what I see in my client care is that more and more people are looking for more non-surgical approaches as well as a desire to look after the largest organ of their body. So when I hop on a consultation and this is the first thing that a client says to me, it honestly warms my heart. And I would say that, you know, back in the day before laser technologies really were where they are now, it was kind of more like the, the CO2 full face resurfacing that required like a month of downtime and injectables. And that was kind of it. However, the landscapes changed. And just an FYI, for those of you listening, what exactly is non-surgical rejuvenation? Non-surgical rejuvenation includes injectables like neuromodulators and fillers, which I've spoken about here on the show. I do have some insights in that in my recent oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin and just some things to be aware of. However, everyone has their own values and things that they desire to do and maybe not do. And the other branch of non-surgical rejuvenation is lasers and peels and things like that. And there's some great non-toxic peels on the market. There's also some other ones that are a little bit more toxic. And I love that you brought up men. I'm seeing this as well. What are some of the key rejuvenation procedures that men are looking for these days? Well, men typically go where they're told to go by their girlfriends or their wives. So that has a lot of influence. Um, but Botox is definitely one um, The you know, again, with the rising interest in, in non-surgical pr procedures um, like Botox, Zeoman, there is a lot of growth for men in that segment. They are looking at the, there's even a coin term now, Botox, which is, you know, get men getting Botox and also, they're they're treating their skin. They're getting laser treatments. They're getting rid of sun damage. Anything that's going to make them look like the best version of themselves. 
Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned the Brotox. Uh, that is a funny term that, you know, really I saw surface about five, six years ago and it just, it just took off. The other thing is hair loss. So in the space of non-surgical rejuvenation, hair loss is part of that. And more and more yeah. women are actually seeking this out too. And men and women actually experience different types of hair loss. And there are ways to stimulate it. I do have some great product recommendations to utilize that I share in my skin camps. Uh, so hair loss, so say, for example, there's energy-based options. There's also solutions with infusions. I'd love to talk about the split and not split in an effort to use a divisive word, but rather who is making up a majority of the aesthetics market. And before it was primarily baby boomers, but we are seeing a shift in the generation of the 30s and 40s, and honestly, maybe even younger, just taking a more proactive approach. I do have some thoughts on that. But we're seeing a little bit more of the 30, 40, 50 demographic really leading um, the space in, in basically having a majority of the rejuvenation side of things. What are you seeing in your market research? Well, definitely, that's a huge growing demographic for sure. I mean, with the rise of social media over the last decade, people want to, in real life, look like the filtered versions of themselves that they're posting on social media. So non-surgical injectables, again, have captured more than 1 billion of the 5 billion industry alone. Next, after that, you start to get into the body contouring, skin tightening, lasers, even plastic surgery falls under that amount. So the business of being beautiful and looking like the best version of yourself is creating a lot of competition. And it's not just it's not just the, among the older demographic like it was before. It's now people are starting as they're younger and younger because they're more, more exposed to it. And there's also a clinic in every other corner of any city right now because it's so so much demand for it, but also it's such a lucrative space for a business owner. Yeah. And speaking of business owners and clinic owners, Christy and I have worked together where I've come in and provided rejuvenation training for her clinics that she's doing marketing for, as well as providing insights on how to deliver an excellent consultation, which at the end of the day makes me happy. More people getting a higher level of patient-centered care. Yes, you mentioned social media. We also have this massive boom of everybody on Zoom. So then there was this huge uptick of people seeking out rejuvenation for the double chin. And I do have some opinions on that. Some, some of my more off the cuff opinions I will get into a little bit more in a more private setting. But some of these rejuvenation options were a complete flop. And so we see this in the industry, things that get marketed like crazy, um, you know, preached and marketed from the mountaintops as being the best thing ever, but then they don't always stand the test of time. And body contouring is also a big part of this too. I would say that most clinics these days do offer body contouring. Are you seeing that? Most clinics are typically tending to offer more comprehensive solutions for their patients that are coming in. So they want to offer, they want to be that one-stop shop place where there's everything in that they can want. So whether it's skin tightening devices, laser devices, injectables, body contouring, it is something that people are adding. Body contouring, however, is still a smaller piece of the market compared to the other non-surgical treatments such as lasers and injectables. 
Yeah, I would agree with this. When I was doing some of my continuing medical education credits, I actually watched a session on body contouring and the doctors that were speaking were saying that really body contouring takes up about six to 10% of their clinic care and body contouring, I would say really came on the market about 10 years ago with either heat or cold based types of options. And this type, this type of technology just keeps getting better and better over time. It's usually the first generation isn't the best. Give it, you know, two, three iterations and it will continue to improve. Uh, however, there's just so much marketing put into body contouring because uh, these pieces of technology are like $160,000, right? For a piece of body contouring tech in a clinic. And for those tuning in, you might not know that, right? How expensive these things are. And also let's talk about the era of the group honors. Oh yeah, definitely. You don't want to be price shopping for any of your cosmetic aesthetic services whatsoever. If you are a patient looking to find a good clinic, you want to find a team that is going to be with you year after year with a comprehensive global approach to your skin rejuvenation or your body contouring procedures. What happens when people start to price shop and they jump around from clinic to clinic, that's where they start to look overdone or they start to look very unnatural. So Definitely, you do not want to be price shopping, or if there is a clinic on Groupon, it's probably not the clinic that you want to be going to. You said it, I didn't have to. <laughs> um, yeah. Believe it or not, um, in the past, someone had actually made a fake Groupon account for a clinic. And this does happen. So honestly, if you put your money in that and it's not legit, you, you could lose your cash. Um, just a little insider scoop there because you all deserve to know this. So when it comes to price shopping, this is really interesting. Uh, we're going to talk about this because the pricing for rejuvenation is shifting and there's a huge reason why. We're going to share why in just a second. Yes, I totally agree with you, Christy. In my experience, when I've seen people jump around from clinic to clinic, they're never satisfied. You know, they might not really be satisfied in other really important areas of their lives too. So there's a psychological component to body dysmorphia. I am board certified to be able to assess and address this. And I usually do see this in people that jump around. Uh, what happens is there's too many cooks in the kitchen, <laughs> too many cooks in the kitchen and, you know, too much is happening. And then I have to, you know, very graciously point this out in a loving way and, you know, maybe you say, sorry, it's not a great fit. Now let's talk about the price situation in the medical aesthetics industry. What is one of the main things that you're seeing that is changing the landscape of pricing? Well, there's a couple of things. So if you're price shopping, you, there's definitely a buyer beware. And one of the things to remember is that the really good aesthetic injectors are going to be charging a premium because they can, because they, it's like an art, they are an artist. And if they're able to deliver great results, people will be lined up to wait for an appointment with them. And they're going to pay a little bit more per syringe or whatever to have that person doing the injecting. So that's definitely a thing. Um, there is 
there is that in the market. Another thing that is happening behind the scenes that some people might know not know as a consumer is a lot of very smart business people got together and they started buying up some of the smaller clinics that were very profitable. It's a very lucrative industry. And they saw the opportunity with the growth of the industry. So there's become some big major players across North America that are coming in and they're acquiring these clinics, which means that they're going to have more buying power, more marketing dollars, and the ability to price cut some of the smaller clinics um, and reduce the cost of their services. So it's really important from a consumer standpoint or a patient standpoint to really do your research and really just find a doctor and the team, the laser technician to the doctor to whoever it is that you're working with on any of your rejuvenation procedures is someone that really understands you because it's going to be a personal relationship and you don't want to be jumping from clinic to clinic because that's what's going to deliver the undesirable results. Yes, absolutely. Rejuvenation is an art. It truly is half art, half science. That's why, you know, if, if one person say gets a neuromodulator treatment for fine lines and wrinkles of the forehead or crow's feet, and they were to go to someone here and then maybe somewhere else, they had another, you know, the same amount, essentially, it can actually, it's the way it's applied. It's not just, you know, how many units it's, it's how it's applied. It's how it's applied in what areas. And also, you know, the concept of pain and bruising comes into play too. And in, um, you know, previous experience, what this has taught me is that when you do become well-known for something, people are going to fly and see you. And, and I experienced this right at 25 years old, people flying across the globe to see this young 20 something nurse on a small Island in Canada. And, uh, it, it was because they were coming to see me for my expertise and my attention to detail and consistent rejuvenation outcomes. So behind the scenes, Christy and I, we also have a girlfriend who is part of this world of med spa acquisitions. And one of the interesting things going on here is that when med spas get bought, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, anyone who creates a business, they want to have their exit strategy and sell. This is great for them. However, when it comes to consumer, it can get tricky because these bigger conglomerate med spas um, then get better deals on specific technologies and products, but they might not actually be the best out there. They just get better deals with their business structure that they have going on behind the scenes. So just because you hear over and over and over again about a specific new rejuvenation option on the market through marketing, it doesn't actually mean it's the best. Christy, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of hype around different treatments or different lasers. You know, this is the best laser, but it's really more about the technician or the doctor performing the treatment that's going to yield the best results. A lot of the lasers can do similar things. It's about really finding the technician or the doctor that is really good at what they do. So be beware of hype around a very specific products claiming to do something because a lot of that can just be marketing and branding as well. So Rachel, you do the most amazing consultations I heard before I started working with you, all the great things that you've done in the industry and you really nail the consultation and you really earn the trust with your patients. And that's why you were able to build such a successful practice for yourself. 
you really took the time to get to know your patients and they really trusted you. And that really is, you guys, that's the secret sauce. It's really finding a doctor or a technician or a nurse practitioner or an RN like Rachel and really finding someone that you resonate that's going to be with you for through every stage of life. And as a clinic owner or a practitioner looking to grow your business with the growth of the industry and how competitive it is, it's really important now than ever to make sure that you have a personal brand and a strong brand for your clinic going in tandem and really setting yourselves apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you touched on in a deeper psychological component is shared values, bonding, and trust. And when we look at some of these corporate bought med spas, what happens is they have a consultant that you first meet with, and then they provide a very cookie cutter type of approach, you know, package of six of this package of six of that, you know, here's a skincare package, injectable package, all these things. And what's happening is the modern savvy aesthetics client can smell this from a mile away. And to be totally transparent with you all, what Christine and I are doing behind the scenes for clinics and practitioners is essentially in an effort to kind of circumvent this in a way to really help elevate a higher level of patient-centered care because you deserve it. The other thing that happens is just because a clinic has great technology or technology you've been hearing a lot about in marketing is that technician could actually be a lazy laser technician. We, we have been, we have been yes. in the era of the lazy laser technician for a long time. And what I mean by this is say, um, I've had done a consult with someone and they've, they've gone and saw some type of rejuvenation and especially with laser resurfacing, uh, there's so many different lasers on the market. I can't make blanket statements as to which ones are the best because it really depends on what your specific goals, values, lifestyle, budget, and needs are. So obviously I can't say just blanket statement, what's the best laser out there? Cause it, it depends, but I right. would see time and time again, people have laser rejuvenation sessions. And then the practitioner would go like an inch from their eyelids. And, you know, the eyes are the first area of the face to show signs of aging. So this also comes into play. It's like, where is the heart and the soul of the aesthetics provider? We know that they exist. However, we are in the era of the lazy laser technician. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this? I see you smiling and nodding about it. Well, I've heard some horror stories in the industry where a laser technician was hired for a clinic and given a manual and said, read this. And then they had a patient a couple hours later. So buyer beware, make sure you do your research. Anyone that's touching your body or your face, you cannot undo that. And you really want to be careful. I've also heard, I've had friends, colleagues go to different places and they get burned. If it's an inexperienced laser technician. So you really want to make sure Who's doing your consult back further to what you were saying, Rachel, is it a salesperson? Is it somebody that's inexperienced at the front lines? Or is it actually someone that has proper training that's a practitioner? Because it is a medical treatment. And it's making sure that you find someone that you trust, and that you resonate with and that they really take the time you're going to know in your gut, if that person knows their stuff or not. So take the time, ask the questions, read their reviews, ask around, do not price shop. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, as a board member of the Plastic Surgical Nursing Journal, what I do is I read articles all the time and then I actually rate them for, you know, awards for the authors writing the other articles that I've received awards for too. Uh, people rated, have rated my previous papers in the same way. And one of the papers I came across was talking about how lasers actually carry the highest rate of litigation in the dermatology world. And the other issue here is actually the counterfeit laser world. And uh, I do do consulting for practices and clinicians and Christy and I, uh, we work together and do this in a really great way together too, which we'll talk about in a second. But I actually had someone uh, her name is Vanessa. I've changed her name and she, and she, she connects with me for rejuvenation training. And she says, Rachel, like I bought this laser, you know, I've been trying it out on my friends and family. I'm not quite sure how to use it yet. And so we have people like this popping up that are buying. And I had never even heard of the laser technology. Like she probably got it on some shady third-party auction website. Nice. Honestly. And so we're actually seeing counterfeit lasers, just like how we're seeing counterfeit skincare and different types of products on these third-party auction websites. And yes, these are medical treatments. And no, this is not medical advice. This is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician or before making lifestyle modifications. So these are medical treatments. And one of the things that Christina are really excited to uh, collaborate on is actually how to support the modern clinician, clinic owner, physician, plastic surgeon, physician assistant, registered nurse, nurse practitioner, um, aesthetician, aesthetics practice owner, how to basically deliver educational information in a way that's also going to support marketing at the same time. And because we can smell marketing from a mile away. And yes, these are medical treatments that do require consent forms, which with each and every go. And I'm always shocked, you know, sometimes when I go into clinics to teach that they don't actually do consent forms every time. This is wild. And I see you are reacting behind the scenes here too, Christy. It's, it's almost like because it's aesthetic, it's not medical, but it is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I heard a lot too over the years of, you know, certain places having the market that they have this machine, but it's a knockoff and it's not the actual device from the actual company. So again, it's really doing your research and going in and booking those consultations and getting to know the team and asking people, looking at their reviews and really who is the the doctor who is the owner behind the clinic? Is it doctor led? Is it led by a business owner? You know, what's their, what's their passion towards it? There's, you know, there's such a duty of care there that should be existing. And and a lot of times it's not. So it's definitely, it can be scary. There's again, like you were saying, a lot of knockoff lasers, a lot of knockoff skincare products. You really need to be sure that you're going to a place that's reputable. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I love to help with is the support in this research, right, for my many clients across the globe in my one-on-one care, either helping to find someone near them through my network or also, you know, being aware that, you know, this space does actually have the legit technology. And there are ways for me to check that on the back end as a practitioner and instructor myself too. So Christy, if you were to give, say, the client listening, which is a majority of the listeners here, a piece of advice, and also 
the clinician, because I happen to know that there's also a good chunk of doctors and nurses who listen to the show too, in an effort to enhance their care, which thank you very much. Uh, what, what would be a piece of advice for both the client and also the clinician? So if you are a client or a patient looking to find a good place to go for your treatments, you want to find somebody like Rachel, you want in your local area, you want to find someone that will take the time and go through the consultation with you, someone that is board certified, someone that has that level of care, and you will know it from the consultation, look at their before and after photos look at what they're doing, talk to them, ask the questions, make sure that you feel very comfortable. That would be the number one thing that you could recommend and do not price shop. It's your body. People protect it. Do not go somewhere just because it's the latest hype, or you've heard that, you know, this doctor does this. It's really do your research and find out, find someone that resonates with you. And if you are a practitioner or a clinic owner, my piece of advice to you is really now is the time to build a strong brand, both personally and for your clinic with the rise of these companies coming in and buying up your competition. You need to make sure that you are competitive. And the way to do that is to really position yourself that way around the services that you provide and what makes you better. What is your value proposition against everyone else in the market and really be marketing that for yourself. So if you have no marketing, if you've done very little marketing, now is the time to look at that and really come up with a solid strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The passion piece of this is so key. Um, You know, I really, I do have a passion for the medical aesthetics industry and doing what I can to even elevate it and make it even better. Yeah, that takes work on my end for sure. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, I just want to help achieve powerful rejuvenation outcomes for people across as much of the world as I can. The other thing here, a little tip for the client is to actually look at your practitioner, take a good look at them. How do they look? Do they look Mm -hmm. overdone? Do their lips Do their lips enter the coffee shop line before they do? Have they lost sight of what (laughs) ideal proportions and ratios are? Take a good look at them and also the people walking around the clinic. And also the thing about before and after photos, this is really key to know, is that if you go to the bottom of the before and after photo, look at the fine print, because a lot of times clinics will use marketing from, say, a laser company or a product company, and it's not actually their clients, their photos, they're taken from marketing materials that are provided by these companies. And also if a result seems too good to be true, it usually is. So when I'm on social media and I see before and after photo for this magical eye cream that gets rid of fine lines and wrinkles in 72 days, and I take a look at the after photo, I can usually tell there's significant airbrushing, or I've even seen it where it's so significant enough that I can actually see the lower eyelid surgery incision lines. It's like, who are they fooling? Well, they're fooling a lot of people out there that because pretty much most of the marketing preys on fear. So those would be some piece of advice for the client. Now, piece of advice for the clinician from my perspective is to cultivate a team of people that you trust to give you the right guidance and insights on the industry to help you become your best version. Because something that I really struggled with as a practitioner for many, many years is How do I get my message out there? How do I get what makes me unique out there? And it took a lot of courage because, you know, back in the day, nobody was doing YouTube and podcasting like like I was. And now we have all these um, fellow aesthetic uh, practitioners 
you're starting to do this, which which is great because it just the more you interview and, and talk, it builds confidence. But this is actually something that Christy and I are helping with behind the scenes. So Christy, I would like you to, you know, drum roll, please, everybody. Christy, why don't you share with everybody what we're doing behind the scenes together? Yes, if you want to get some help with your practice growing your brands, uh, Rachel and I help both practitioners and clinics grow their brand through a proven system. So we walk you through the process. We give you swipe files, examples, and templates, and we really guide you through the steps that will take to build your both personal brand or your brand for your clinic. Yeah. And I would say that this is more important than ever now that we have these basically big beauty corporate conglomerates coming in and totally all the advertising is sounding the same Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> from clinics, right? So if you're a practitioner, you're really passionate about what you're doing, you know that you're delivering excellent results consistently, and you're just looking to get the right clients in your door to then support. And you're listening to the show too. Uh, so obviously I know that you place ethics pretty high and uh, I applied you for that. Definitely connect with Christy and I. Christy, how can people work with us? They can go to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and they can either sign up for one of our webinars. So in our webinars, we give you the proven strategy that you can take and you can go ahead and do it on your own. Or you can book a one-on-one call with Rachel and I, and we can do a deeper dive into what is going on with your personal brand or what is going on with your practice and give you strategies to implement. And if you from there want to work with us, we do have a program called buildingyourbeautybrand.com that you can come in and we will work with you for six months and getting your personal brand or your practice brand up to where it needs to be to really set yourself against the competition and position you as the authority and the services that you provide. Well, I wish that back in the day when I first started my aesthetic nursing career that I knew about this kind of stuff because (laughs) boy, was there a lot of trial and error, Um, full transparency to everybody listening. When I first started showing up online, I was a little too polished and professional and wasn't relatable to absolutely anybody And, you know, it's kind of scared to share my voice. And when you're offering a great service, it's going to shine through and you're going to meet and connect with just the right people in the right way at the right time. So thank you everyone for listening to this informative session here on the School of Radiance podcast. By the way, if you go ahead and check out some of my research over at the School of Radiance podcast, uh, the schoolofradiance.com, go to the podcast and also the research page. You're going to find a way to work with Christy and I. Christy, did you have any final words? Yeah, I just want to say for the practitioners, if you're looking at setting yourself apart, the secret sauce is this, it's you. It's what are you doing different? What is it that sets you apart from your competition? If you want more help with understanding this and how to go about marketing it, work with Rachel and I. We are so passionate about helping people really bring out what's the best thing that they do for their patients in very a care centric way. And as a clinic owner, same thing, we can help you position the people behind your brand in the same way and have your clinic being at the forefront of what's going on in your local market for aesthetics and industry. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, Christy, and gracing us all with your presence on the show. 
And also happy to announce that for you clinicians listening, Christy and I are actually launching our own show, the Building Your Beauty Brand podcast. And we will share when that is up. We've recorded a couple episodes already, and we're just excited to help this massively growing aesthetics industry. And as you know, I just, I love keeping my finger on the pulse of what's going on so that I can best support you listening in your rejuvenation journey and transformation. Cause there's a lot of noise out there and I'm just interested in more clinics providing the best level of care possible. So thank you so much, Christy, for your time. And everyone, if you'd like to connect with Christina, just head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com. Check out the show notes of this episode and be sure to subscribe, share this episode with a friend or a loved one. And as always, have a beautiful high vibe and radiant day, everyone. And I will see you again right here on the School of Radiance podcast.